Hey kids, be sure to listen all the way through to the end for my weekly movie pick and review. Thanks for listening. Hello, kids, and welcome to another Tales from the Set podcast with your host, Jonathan Strayton. Um, I thought I would talk about how I met my beautiful wife, Bree. Um, thought about doing it a while ago, and then perfect timing being that yesterday was my daughter's birthday. And if, if anything, this this will be, you know, uh, a podcast for her that she can listen to when she's older. Um, and for anyone else who's uh, curious, I'm always I'm always curious about how couples meet and stuff. I just I think it's neat. So how I met Bray. Well, it all started. Well, I'll get to that. It started before Clay, but. Um, I'll start with Clay. Okay. So, and you'll catch what I mean. So, Clay. uh, Written and directed by Ron Bonk. And I played the lead in it um, under my stage name, Wes Reed, for those who don't know. um, Which is a take on my middle name's Wesley. And then uh, Reedy is my mother's maiden name. And I just cut off the Y, so Wes Reed. I came up with it when I was like 18. Um, And mainly because I wanted to show... Because a lot of times, indie films, low budget, the directors were the writers, the producers, the editors, and the star of it. And I wanted it to look like, you know... um, Because I enjoyed acting growing up. I wanted to be an actor. So I wanted to be... I didn't want to be judged as both a director, actor... Um, I wanted to be, you know, judged on my directing separately from my acting and, and judged on my acting, you know, separately as well. So that's why I came with the alias. Um, so those who don't know, surprise. Um, and there, trust me, there's a lot who, who t- don't know that they're the same person. But um, so, uh, so I was in Clay. Uh, great film, uh, one of, one of my favorite that I've ever done. And that's the set that Ron and I became very, very close on. And, um, so, uh, we had the premiere Bee fest in October, late October, great premiere, great turnout. All my buddies came up and my parents and we had, you know, a huge premiere. It was so much fun. Um, and then after that, Ron started, you know, sending it off, uh, for the festival. So it was in the festival circuit and, um, one of many festivals, I had gotten into a couple, a couple international, uh, film festivals, but, um, one of the film festivals I got in was the bare bones in Muskogee, Oklahoma. This was 2008. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, and I had heard of Bare Bones because a film, an indie film I saw that I liked, um, the, what the fuck was the name of it? Uh, The Land of College Prophets. I hope I said that title correctly. Um, I thought it was a great film. It was low budget, but good story. It was kind of, you know, pretty original. And I know it had played at the film festival, I think two years prior, um, and upon that, it had gotten, I think, a distribution deal with York. I can't remember. So I was aware of the film festival. Um, but I, I just had never been. So 
Ron had submitted it and he, you know, he wanted it. This was one of the few that he wanted to go to. He's like, you know, it's a pretty big film festival. Everyone who's gone has always said they've had a lot of fun. I think we should go. We'll, you know, we'll drive out there. And uh, we'll bring Kirk, who was a associate producer on the film at the time. He lived in New York. Um, Kirk and you know, later executive produced Night of Something Strange, and I had actually lived with him when I lived in New York. Um, he was, you know, an actor, uh, you know, turned producer, wanted to start, you know, directing films um, as well as acting. So Ron and Kirk were going to come, and so they left from New York, drove down to Virginia, and, um, you know, I, w- I wasn't terribly psyched about going. Um, you know, we are going to drive, uh, you know, across to Oklahoma. It was going to be like a two-day trip, and I know we were just going to go, you know, all the way straight through. And I had been to Oklahoma. I had uh, my cousins live out in Oklahoma, uh, basically, my mom's sister's husband was from Oklahoma, and my mom was from Chicago. My mom and her family were from Chicago. And so when her sister got married, her brother-in-law didn't want to raise a family in Chicago, so he wanted to go back to his hometown, or you know, uh, which was Oklahoma City. So that's uh, how... I guess my I became affiliated with Oklahoma. I had lived out there when I was um, younger, uh, just for a brief time. Um, but we weren't crazy about the Midwest. We moved back to the East Coast. So I wasn't crazy about Oklahoma. I mean, it's kind of flat and really no trees. And anyone who's from Oklahoma City, I later appreciated it much more than I ever had. So I was just young and, you know, just being negative at the time. So so anyway, so we go out there and I am, I think uh, I'm in post-production on two plates. I'm trying to finish that up. And, you know, uh, Ron and Kirk pick me up and we head out that way. And also, I'm sure we'll go into further detail on Bare Bones on a podcast with Ron and myself because we had a great time. Some great stories other than me meeting my future wife. So, so anyway, we drive out there straight had a blast had had a lot of fun driving out there and we got to the film festival and we our showing was at third was on third i think we arrived on thursday i believe maybe wednesday night or third no i think we arrived on thursday and it was a pretty big film festival the film uh the festival directors and all the staff treated you i mean they treated you great and we all were um, we had panels. We I was on the actors panel um, at was on the indie actors panel that was actually at a food court in a mall. And they had like all the local news there and stuff. And that was on I want to say it was a Friday. And then Saturday I was on another indie actor. I think like show business panel. Um which I remember because I was really, really hungover when I was on the panel. But, uh, so anyway, it's a busy time. We get there, we're meeting people, um, you know, we're networking. Each of us, uh, Ron was on several panels. We're running off to all these panels and whatnot. And um, everyone's, like, very nice, very sweet. And uh, some of the different bars and restaurants are sponsoring uh, the film festival. So we're going there and meeting other filmmakers. Great, great time. So Friday, um, some L.A. filmmakers, um, uh, namely Fort Austin and his crew... um, Mark Wasserman. I hope I'm saying that right. I can I can't remember, but they had a film out there, and they had been affiliated with the film festival for a long time. So they were yeah, always kind of special guests at the film festival. And these guys knew how to party. They had uh, they gotten two hotel rooms uh, joining, and and were and had tons of liquor, and had and had a had a huge party almost every night. So they invited us to this party. 
we were kind of known as the New York crew and they were the LA guys and then everyone else was in between. So we could, we go to this party and it's a, I want to say it was like called a bubblegum party or something where they had these shots that taste like bubblegum. I can't remember. They had tons of liquor, but at the time I was a, you know, I didn't like liquor at all. I just, I like beer, strictly beer. So we went and we're having a great time at this party and stuff. And, and, um, yeah, it had to been Friday cause the premiere for clay had shown and, um, it was, it was really well received. Um, I had a lot of people coming up to me, you know, uh, congratulating me and, um, just saying how great my performance was. And I also was nominated for best actor for the film when, which the award show was on Sunday, which I'll get to that. So... Ron and I were at this party. We're talking. We're having fun and stuff. I don't know where Kirk was. He was pretty... I think he was pretty lit. I can't remember. So, if you've ever been to a film festival, most of the time it's artsy guys and, and, and you know, actresses. It's a mainly, a, you know, a sausage fest. You, you don't really see that many attractive women. When you do their actresses, and actresses and even actors are just fucking weird. They're just, they're weird. You know, they're always on or they're just depressed or something. They just, it's very rare you meet an actor who's just down earth and really, you know, normal. I guess anyway, in the indie, you know, level or up and coming actors. So Ron and I are sitting there talking and I remember, we, you know, I'm pretty observant and people were coming in and out of the party and I remember, um, this girl had walked in with her friend. This girl was kind of a redhead. You know, she, she was uh, pretty, and um, there were a couple of guys, and this other girl walked in, and oh, my God, I did a triple take. I mean, she, uh, she was a brunette, and she had these just almost translucent blue eyes, that just pierced right through me from across the room. And she had these, you know, very, this very distinct kind of jawline and cheekbones. I mean, very, very beautiful. And she had walked in, which is kind of, you know, we, uh, we made eye contact and then I quickly looked away because I was too cool for school. So, <laughs> so, um, so that was always my my thing to play kind of hard to get because a lot of times it always happens. There's always, and this is for guys who are having trouble hooking up with girls. This is just what worked for me. I'm not an expert expert by any means, but most of the time attractive girls and then enters the room. And then all of a sudden guys turn into gorillas and start like, you know, trying to strike up a conversation or just start obviously flirting or trying to hook up with them. So I was always like, let me play the opposite. Let me play the guy who's not interested. And nine times out of ten, they were interested in me because I was the one guy who wasn't interested. It always worked. Try it, it may work. If it does, let me know. So um, she comes in. She's beautiful. I'm just like, wow. Ron and I even kind of looked at each other. Wow, okay. You know, you don't see really that many good-looking women women at these film festivals and stuff. And so I played it cool. I mean, I wasn't like, uh, let me let me hook up with her. I mean, she was hot, and there were, like, tons of guys there. And I lived in Virginia. I, you know, um, I wasn't like... I looked at her when when you really like a girl and you look at her. Sometimes guys will look at a girl and be like, oh, I want to fuck the shit out of that girl. But she was like more than that. You know, that wasn't the first reaction um, that I got looking at. I was just like, wow, she's so beautiful. So uh, anyway, so Ron and I are talking, goofing off and stuff. And Ron and I have this, uh, I have this pose I used to always do. And it was kind of like the... It looks like the quarterback pose, like throwing a ball, but it was always really the uh, like Mr. Universe bodybuilding pose. So Ron came up with the idea. It's like, well, I'll do a pose like I'm catching a ball, you know, since it kind of looked like I was throwing a ball like I was a quarterback. 
So we were talking about the first time there. He's like, I should act like I'm catching a ball. And I'm like, because I you know, was doing my pose. And um, I was like, well, we got to get someone to take a picture. And then out of nowhere, this beautiful woman was like, I'll take a picture of you guys. And I looked and it was, you know, it was, it was her, Brie, this beautiful blue eyed angel who would come into this, this, uh, this room. And so I just kind of looked at her and then she's like, come on, do your pose. I'll take a picture. Like she overheard what we were talking about and she's like, I'll take your picture. And so I was like, okay. So we kind of did the pose, but we're looking at her funny and we're like, what? She's like, what? And I said, well, you're taking the picture with your camera. What can you tell? We want a picture, you know, so we can keep. She's like, oh, yeah, duh. So, but she took one with her camera, and I was like, oh, that's cute. So she wants a picture of us. So gave her my camera, and she took the picture. And that was kind of that. And, um, you know, I felt good. I was like, yeah, I mean, she was eavesdropping. She took a picture of us, you know, and then as the night went on, I still played, you know, like I was too cool for, you know, words and. Uh, when I should have went over, probably uh, str- you know struggled conversation with her, but things turned out pretty good. So, so I but I didn't do that, and she eventually left the party, and um, uh, I left. And I remember kind of looking for, her, but acting like I wasn't looking for, her, just like I was going out to get fresh air. And I remember walked past, and you know we were just kind of looking at each other, and I was just like, wow, you know. Um, and then. We, I think we just, we went to a few bars and I was hoping I'd see her. We went to the local bars. Everything was in walking distance. I remember Carrick got drunk as shit. He got tore up. And then we went to, I think we went to Denny's. Was that the same night? I think, yes. We went to Denny's, picked out, went home and passed out. Next day I was like, I hope I see that, that girl again. So um, we were all staying in this hotel, like all the filmmakers, everyone that the festival uh, sponsored. And so uh, we're all staying, and I saw her. We went to my, yeah, so Saturday. So we went to my panel, came back. I think we all took a, took a nap. I remember Kirk was out for the count. And, uh, I mean, he was just, he had... You know, he was he was so hungover. So um, we went and checked out a couple of their films. You know, because uh, filmmakers, when you meet, they're like, "I'll come see my film. I'll come see yours if you come see mine." So we met a lot of great people there too. Uh, Janet Mason, who we became really close with, and she later uh, came out and acted in Night of Some Strange. Awesome, awesome person. So she, so we met her there, and um, I remember I was. Uh, I was constantly kind of looking for this beautiful girl and, you know, I hadn't seen her again. And, um, I want to say I saw her in the lobby and I was kind of purposely trying to hang around her, hoping that she would maybe, cause I was too shy or too cool to go talk to her, that she'd come to talk to me and then it never happened. So, so then um, we went on about our business, had fun, and um, I think that's the night we went to Denny's, actually, yeah, because Kirk went back to his room and, and all that, so. Um, and then Sunday, Ron had his panel, and we went to the uh, his panel, and then they had, like, a buffet set up, and she was kind of affiliated with the film festival because she was, like, uh, acting as kind of staff, and uh, which I didn't realize till the, the next day, and then... So I went up to the buffet and she was there serving eggs in the line. So I walked up to her and I was like, hey, what's going on? And she just set the spatula down and walked off. And I was just like, uh, okay, what the fuck? I got bad breath or bugger on my nose. What's going on? So um, then someone came out over with more eggs and then um, uh she, you know, I didn't see her again. I was like, that was kind of weird. I guess she had run out of eggs, but she just kind of left, you know. So Ron and I are eating breakfast and talking. And yeah, I think we were talking with Janet and Kirk. And then so Bree comes over and she's like, hey, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, uh, yeah, I never made some cocky joke like, uh, it's going to cost you, you know, or some something gay like that. And um, so we took a picture, 
And then it was funny because I remember Ron was like, well, do you want a picture with me? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess. So she took a picture. And I said, so what are you, are you, you work with the film festival? She's like, yeah, I act in some of the productions that they do. And I'm also, you know, a writer. And I remember she was kind of nervous and talking about the script she had written. And it kind of didn't make sense. And a lot of times... I'll be just real sarcastic. I mean, all the I am sarcastic all the time, but when people I meet for the first time, I'll just be kind of joking and sarcastic. And sometimes it doesn't come off, you know, the way I want it to. It comes off like I'm just a cocky dick, but I'm really just trying to make light of the situation, you know, because it's always awkward when you meet someone the first time. So she was talking about some bird script she had, right? It was really weird. We were just like, what the? And then, so Ron went on and did his panel and... You know, I was like, yeah, I was just constantly thinking about her. It's like, that's so cool. She came over, wanted a picture with me, all the guy, all the men here. And she came to me and wanted a picture of me. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. So we go back to the, back to our room. It's the, it's the award show. So it's big deal. Um, so we go and get all fly and dressed up and I remember I was wearing like all black black suit black button up shirt um and Ron had like I think gray and then so we got to the the theater where they held most of the bigger screenings and they were holding the awards ceremony and it was awesome because they had a carriage ride that uh went around kind of the town and up to a red carpet where they had photographers and just, I mean, really the Hollywood treatment. And it was, it was awesome. So, um, we're getting in line to walk down as they're taking pictures. And then I see Brie and she's in just beautiful gown and, you know, she looks stunning. And then she walks, uh, I think I said, um, I think Ron and I were acting like we were each other's date, being just goofy. And then she came over and said, no, you need a real date. I'll, I'll be your date. And uh, so she just came over and uh, we got, you know, kind of arm in arm. And Ron took a picture and she's like, yeah, get a picture with um, uh, with my camera. And so we walked the red carpet, took some pictures. You know, it was cool because it looked like we'd have been together, but I didn't even know her name at that point. I don't think. No, I did. And she told me her name was Bree. The, that morning so you know I was like it's really nice meeting you and you know that's just like yeah yeah you know and kind of we went our separate ways went into the show it was an awesome show it was like um it was packed too over 300 people in the awards uh show and they had the mayor of Muskogee and I remember they had um the the munchkins from the Wizard of Oz were there um it was just just an awesome time. Everyone was like really cool and stuff. It's funny because I went there just as an actor, not as a filmmaker. So everyone knew me as Wes. On the panel, my title card read Wes Reed. And it was, just, I mean, I didn't think I was ever going to see these people again. So sometimes it's hard to explain, like, well, my name, my real name's down the street. And I'm just, I'm just going to go with the Wes Reed facade. It'll be fun and all that. So everyone's calling me, hey, Wes, 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 Wes. So yeah, it was kind of cool. So, um, awesome award ceremony. Um, at first, you know, Clay won second place for best horror. So like, ah, that kind of sucks. But then, um, I won best actor. Uh, so that was huge. And uh, so I went up there and, you know, thanked Ron and everyone. I think I even thanked myself. I said, Dang, I want to thank Ron Bonk, Kirk LaSalle, and Jonathan Straten. You know, and it was like, yeah, Wes, woo. Uh, I mean, it was pretty funny. So, and then um, even bigger and better, Ron won Indie Filmmaker of the Year. So that was a huge honor. And and it was cool because Bree was actually presenting some of the awards. She wasn't not the one for myself that I won. They had two presenters who would take turns. So I thought that was cool. And then after the festival walked out and um, Bree was out there, she was smoking a cigarette. And then she walked over to me and she handed me her business card. And um, she said, you know, she's like, so you're from New York. And I was like, no, actually, I'm from Virginia. Um, I live in Richmond. She's like, no way. I'm I'm going to Virginia in June. This was April. 
when the festival was in April. She's like, I'm going to I'm going to Virginia in June with my job. I'm going there. Um, we do granite, and we've got a big job out there. We just uh, won the contract to do. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, definitely hit me up. You on know, MySpace? MySpace was big. Facebook didn't even, you know, that wasn't around. So. I was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, she's like, well, we got to go. Her friend with her, who later, I, I became, you know, was Jessica. She was eager to get back to Oklahoma City where they were from. So uh, they kind of parted ways early. And I, because I remember I said, oh, are you going to stay? She's like, no, we got to go. I was like, oh, that sucks. So she left. And, um, I was just in awe. I was like, she's coming to Virginia. And then, you know, I was like, but I hear that all the time. Oh, hey, Virginia, really? I'm supposed to go there next week. Let's get some beers. And, you know, it kind of never happens. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm on cloud nine because I just won Best Actor. And my best friend won Indie Filmmaker of the Year, which was a huge honor. And then... I met this beautiful girl who I was very attracted to and I felt that she was the same way and we just had had like the best time ever especially I was going out there expecting not to have such a good time based on the landscape of Oklahoma you know I don't know why but so um I think I think we do we leave after the award ceremony? We went to the after party. No, no, we didn't. Because I remember I stayed up late drinking beers. And it's funny because I ran into a filmmaker who I met at another film festival in New York. And I saw him. I was like, hey, what's up, man? I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? Um, he had done a really cool movie. I liked, um, uh, I can't even fucking remember the name of it. Jesus Christ. It's Vampire uh, Chronicles he had done that was really good um so uh let me let me try and look that up i don't know if i, oop, I don't know if i'm finding up i don't want to fuck this dude's uh name of his movie up i'd be pissed if someone did that to me all right so what was his name vampire it's like a it's like the the vampire, it wasn't, it was something with diaries or something. Um, shit, I can't remember. Like Vampire Chronicles. Uh, no, I can't find it. I'll, if I remember, I'll correct it. So, um, so I remember I hung out with a lot of people there and had a great time, great time. Um, it's always great to get away from the real world and go and be, you know, treated, you know, given the whole, uh, red carpet treatment and being, you know, and people really appreciate your work and, and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. And we were on our way back. Uh, started driving back. We had a blast on the way back, laughing and joking. I had so much fun in the car. You know, um, it was almost equal to the festival experience. I remember though, I had this horrible pain in my leg um, uh, that I woke up for, and it was like this little area, this little small, almost like a bite. I wasn't sure, but it was really, really painful. But um, wasn't as focused on that because I was thinking about Bree and I was thinking about the great time I had. So we get back to uh, they drop me off in Virginia and I'm like I remember I was like depressed for like two weeks because I had just so much fun I missed everybody and um, on MySpace I got tons of new friend requests and stuff and um, one of them happened to be Bree and. Um, she and Bree was always pretty, pretty aggressive from that point on. She's like, hey, what's your phone number? And, you know, she would text me and she's like, do you have IM? And I was like, no, what is, you know, she's like, this is my IM, get IM. And I was like, okay. So I got an IM and we started, um, you know, we text every now and then. And then we started IMing each other um, to late 
you know, in, in the night and we would call each other, talk for a while, and then I am each other. And it was awesome. I remember when I got back, my dad, you know, he had, um, I, my roommate at the time, his name was uh, Gene, my, one of my best friends. He had just gone through a divorce and he moved in with me. And he told my dad that I had won at the film festival. I remember my dad got me like 18 cases of Bud Light and stacked them uh, right at the front door. So when I walked in and he had a card that just said, you know, congratulations. So I thought that was cool. And, um, and, and I used to just basically stay up talking to Bree and we'd IM and I'd be listening to music and it was, it was just such a, such a great time. Um, and I was just, you know, I was like, well, I remember on the way back, I was like, what am I going to do? Get in a relationship with this girl? She was all the way in Oklahoma. Um, and, and she had a daughter, too. Uh, she had been divorced. I was like, well, I'm not gonna, what am I going to do? Move to Oklahoma? What? I mean, have her come here? What? You know, so I, I was just, but I just was just such an awe about her. I just, uh, you know, I never... I guess gave up on it and um she did say she was coming in June and uh she said um she was coming to do this she worked for this granite company at the time and she was coming to uh Norfolk but she had to come and take a test and get a license in the state of Virginia to do the contract so basically she was coming for that and taking the test and then i guess the the guys that worked with her were coming out to do the actual construction so when we talked on the phone and you know we we're basically yeah you can come stay with me but she got a hotel in williamsburg the first night because she you know had to get up early for this class and i was like yeah, that's fine we didn't know what to expect of each other. You know, we'd only seen it at the film festival, and all of a sudden we're talking every night and IMing and saying sweet shit. So, so she's going to come down that week, you know. My car, the transmission went out. Her, no, the distributor went out. So I had to put it in the shop. It was like five or $600. It's going to take a couple days, right when she was coming down. So I rented a car, and the only time I rented, I rented a car for her, and then I needed to rent a car because then my car, you know, it, it wouldn't start. And so I had the only car this place had was this shitty like Ford Fiesta, small red car. And I remember, you know, she was flying in, and I was like, I can't go pick her up in this piece of shit so my buddy gene he had his car which was it wasn't any better it was it was better but it really wasn't my style he had a like late 90s crown vic on like 22 inch rims um so like i look like gangster mobile definitely so i was like i'd rather pick her up in this even though you know it's kind of overboard than the small shitty red car so, and I remember, of course, that week I went out and got, like, all new clothes and got my hair cut. Went to um, uh, a stylist that I go to only for special occasions. Other than that, I just fucking get it cut by whoever and cut it. So, we went to, um, uh, me and my buddy Gene, we, you know, he was kind of like, you know, my wingman. And he was basically coaching me on everything and uh, being my advisor and all the the fresh to death gear I got and stuff. So, I mean, I got sunglasses. I, I mean, I was I was I was looking pretty good. I was feeling good about myself. So, so I uh, so he lets me borrow his car, and I stopped off at work to see him to get the car. And so I'm going to the airport to pick her up, and you know I'm nervous and stuff. And I take like an hour to get ready. And I'm like halfway through there. And I called Gene. I was like, yo, man. Keep in mind, this is June. I was like, yo, what's up with your AC? And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you, it doesn't work. I mean, it was so hot. So my hair is like frizzing, starting to frizz. 
and I'm sweating balls. My back is like fucking sweaty as shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, so I get there and go in. I go, I run to the bathroom in the airport and um, I had gotten flowers, the whole, you know, the whole deal. And I was like trying to pat my sweat off and trying to freshen up as much as possible. And then I stood there at the gate waiting, you know, for her to come through. And I remember she was one of the last ones. And she was just as beautiful as ever. I was just like, oh, man, she's so hot. So beautiful. It wasn't even hot. She was just so beautiful. And um, so we went. She. Oh, we. Um, we parked her car. I guess I'm trying to remember. Jean and I had drove the car I rented for her up to the airport and left it there. So then her and I drove, which I should have done the reverse with his car, but he wanted to leave it. So we got in her car, left Jean's car, and we went out to a just a bar for kind of like a late lunch and a few beers. I was a big drinker back, you know, back then, drinking beer and stuff. Her not so much. And we were just, we just sat there looking at each other across the table, just like, didn't know what to say. And we're just like, it was so weird. We had been anticipating that moment for so long over the phone and, and all that. And I had never had any type of relationship where I talked to a girl who lived far away or any type of long distance relationship. I, so I remember just looking at her like, wow, she's so beautiful. I can't believe she's really here. And uh, she was just saying some you know, kind of the same things to me. And, um, and then she had to go to, she had to go back to her car to go to Williamsburg to check in. So we took her back and, um, I remember I said, we were taking pictures, like selfies of each other. And I said, um, uh, I said, here, do you want to give me a kiss on the cheek? And she went in to give me a kiss on the cheek. And then I quickly turned and kissed her, you know, you know, we kissed and she laughed. She thought that was cute. And then, you know, she went on her way. And then, um, I mean, basically from that point, I was in love. I went back and told you, and I was like, yeah, I'm in love. Let's go to the bar so I can just, uh, you know, eat this moment up. And then, you know, she called me. When she got to Williamsburg, and then um, we uh, we talked and all that. We were so happy, you know. We both uh, our expectations had been met and all that shit. And then the next day, she came up and uh, she got. She did have. I'm sorry. She did have a hotel. You know, she got one just in case. You know, because we didn't know each other other than online and stuff. So we weren't like. You know, come and we met at the film festival. Come stay with me, and you know, so it was you know out of uh, just being respectful. She had a room, and she had come. We'd hung out. We went to a cool bar, Wonderball, a Wonderwall that I used to like going to, and uh, we drank. And again, we just like we and we smoked cigarettes and shit, which was funny because I didn't, I wasn't smoking at the time. I hadn't smoked for years i'd socially smoke so i was like smoking with her and stuff and drinking beers and we just like look at each other and ask each other what are you thinking nothing what are you thinking nothing what are you thinking you know all that gay shit (laughs) i stayed we stayed the night together and i wasn't um I, i was trying to be you know a gentleman and not you know basically all right let's hump you know even though I had a boner, like I was 15 years old, it wouldn't even fucking go away. That was poking into her side. Um, but it turned, you know, and then I wound up falling asleep. That's the thing with me. Anyone who knows me, my head hits a pillow. I can, I can instantly fall asleep sometimes. I was trying to fight it, but it didn't work. And it was funny because she was kind of playing like tickle games with me and stuff and it later turned out she told me she was trying to hook up that night but we didn't so um so then the next night she came over and stayed at my place um but she had to study for this test and so we just hung out and um went to bed together and didn't do anything I was really trying to be a gentleman you know and then, because I, I didn't want her to be, 
I didn't want it to be too easy, you know? So then the next night I had to film and I couldn't reschedule it. We had booked a bar that I had to shoot at and had a lot of actors and stuff. And, um, so I needed to do it. So she went back to my apartment and hung out there and waited for me. And she was asleep by the time I got back and I walked in and she just looked so beautiful to sleep in there and just, you know, she was in her jammies and like these tight shorts. I was like, holy shit. So, and then the next night I was like, I'm going to take her to some, a place, you know, real nice around here in Richmond. And we went to, it was Rich Brow at the time, which was my favorite bar. It had, they had pool tables and shit. We used to play pool all the time, Gene and I. So I took her there and we played pool and drank. And we had gone, before that actually, we had gone to uh, the tobacco company. Um, had a great time. And um, she had passed her test. I think that's what it was. We were celebrating that. And then we played pool and all that shit. And then... And then that was kind of the night you knew. It was like, I had a special occasion, nice restaurant. We're having a good time. We're all dressed up. And I think tonight's going to be the night. And it was. And it was awesome. Um, and, you know, uh, the rest is kind of history. You know, she stayed for couple more days we had the best time ever we both were very sad when she had to go back and you know I, and then we tried to see each other every couple of weeks you know uh her fly most times she flew to see me and then um you know our uh, i would come see her and then eventually we just we moved in together and changed our lives for each other and lived happily ever after so um but here's the interesting thing and i believe in you know uh coincidences or coincidences you know but i believe in cosmic coincidences when it's bigger than a coincidence and because it started really with my first film big fish in middle sex when i was done with that film and i was looking to put it in the festival circuit and i was i was on without a box and i was going through different festivals I had gotten my first um, flood of rejection letter, so I was like, let me find a festival that maybe is a little bit more tailor-made to this type of film. Like, you know, it's kind of raw alternative, so I remember seeing the B-movie film festival, and I was like, I don't really consider this a B-movie, but um, it's, you know, it's at a, the Indie Alternative Film Festival, and so I was like, you know, it had been around for a number of years, so I was like, I'm going to submit it submit it i get it it gets into the film festival so go up there meet ron him and i fall in love and yada yada yada. while i'm up there he's like uh or his fiance at the time was like you would be great for his movie clay that he's working on you know because because i acted in big fish in middlesex so when they saw me they didn't know i was the director they just thought i was the actor so when, you know, it's like, no, I'm the director. And they're like, well, and, you know, so his fiance at the time said, hey, you should talk to Ron about this movie, Clay. And she had talked to him. I was like, you should really get with Jonathan, he, or Wes Reed. And they said he, he would be great for Clay. It's like, yeah, maybe, you know. So a um, so couple months down the road, um, he t- t- he contacts me and says, hey, can you send me an audition tape? So I was like, yeah, sure. So, and he sent me a little, you know, some sides to read. So I recorded it and sent it to him. And um, he, oh, he, 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 he gave me some notes and said, can you do it again and try this and this and this? So I was like, okay. So, um, so I Gene helped me out with the second part of the audition and we did it and redid it and I sent him a bunch of different versions. And then he, you know, he said it was really close between you and this other guy named Will. He's got the character had long hair. You wanted him to have long hair and he asked how long it would take me to grow out my hair real long and I told him it would take me a few months, but it's not gonna be real long. And this other guy had super long hair and you felt that he was just a good actor and he was local so it'd be cheaper and he said i you know i'm gonna go with him but i'll keep you in mind for other productions 
they had a lot of people trying out for this movie. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was kind of bummed. Um, but I was like, all right. And I had started on two plates and then uh, Lights, Camera, Dead, a film I was producing. So I was pretty busy with my own productions. So then in December, he contacts me and says, hey, I want you still interested in doing Clay. And um, I remember I was because I loved the script, but I was so busy with these other productions. And uh, he's like, I, I fired the lead actor. He just wasn't working out. He wasn't what I wanted. And he was starting to show up late, yada, yada, yada. So I was like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm him. Um, I was like, I, he, he wanted me to come out right then and there, but I was like, I can't, I got these two other productions. Can we do it maybe end of January, February? He's like, yeah, let's do it. We can do that. So went out there, had a great time. He changed the script around where I would wear like a wig and then have normal hair. And then later I would shave my head. So it all worked out and, um, had a great time. Like I said, so basically you know, I originally didn't get the part of Clay, and then I did. And, you know, like, had I not, you know, had I, I mean, it's, it's you just got to ask yourself, like, wow, okay, so he auditioned for the movie, and he didn't get the role. Ron filmed 75% of the film with this other actor and wound up firing him. And it was a really tough choice because he was almost done with the movie. But he's like, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to be on stage celebrating the success of this film with this guy involved. So it took him a lot to do that, to get rid of him. So, you know, and then for me to come back aboard this film that I was not a part of, and then now I'm back a part of, and then it gets into the Muskogee Film Festival that Ron decides to send it to. I didn't suggest him sending it to, even though I heard of the festival, he decided to. And I go, and then I meet my wife. It's just, you know, it's just always interesting for me deciding to send my film to that festival, meeting Ron, and then casting, you know, auditioning for Clay, not getting it, and then eventually getting it. You know, just like, it's always like, what if I hadn't got it? You know, I, I wouldn't have met Bria. I wouldn't have my beautiful daughter. You know, so I always, um, you know, just kind of like to hold on to the magic of that. And another very, very interesting thing is my parents met in Oklahoma, just like Bree and I. And they weren't from Oklahoma, just like Bree and I. Bree is originally from Texas, and she had moved to Oklahoma with her um, uh, first husband. Or, yeah. Um, so, and that was really cool. My mom was from Chicago, and after her dad had died when she was young, she moved to be her, her mom took my mom my grandmother decided they wanted to uh live closer to her older sister she was a lot older too like 10 years older so they moved to oklahoma and you know get away from chicago and all the drama and stuff and like i said before my mom's older sister was from chicago met her husband in chicago went to raise a family where he was from in oklahoma that's why they were there my father um he was from virginia but uh, his mother's family side and father's side were from Texas and then had some family lived in Oklahoma. And he was screwing up and not doing good in school. So they sent him to Oklahoma to live with his grandmother where he would go to college. And they met. My dad was leaving, going to class, and the phone was ringing. And he was already out the door, and then he turned around and said, ah, fuck it, let me see who's calling. And it turned out it was my my grandmother trying to sell magazines. It put my mom on the phone to try and get him to sell magazines. And then my dad asked her out, and, you know, it's one of those stories. Like, what if he didn't turn back around to, you know, answer the phone? You know, just like, you know, what are the odds? My parents met in Oklahoma, and I, I met my wife in Oklahoma. It's just... It's a crazy world. So that's it. I hope it wasn't boring. Um, it was kind of cool reliving and thinking about it. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have sex with Bree tonight. I have to hit it. So this will be part one, and I'll do part two, and I'll let Bree tell her version. 
of us meeting. Um, that is it. If you guys got any stuff you want me to talk about or any questions or anything, you know, email me. The contact information is there on the website, talesfromtheset.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Jay Straten, and you can, uh, send me a message there, you know, wherever, if there's anything you want to know or talk about or whatever, just say, Hey, and I'll try and say hey back. So uh, that is it. You guys have a good week. And always remember, you know, there are there are uh, things out there that um, can happen to you, like cosmic coincidences. So, you know, never give up. And that's a wrap. This is my weekly movie pick, and it is. What is my weekly movie pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. I know I was gonna talk about some Netflix ones, but I I go back and forth. I watch a lot of Netflix stuff, or sometimes I'll be watching a TV show. I've been watching House right now, and I love that show. The the character reminds me of a guy I used to work with, and I just love this show. I love that character. Um, but uh, but you know I've been renting a lot of movies too, and I finally saw I wanted to see it in theaters, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance. It was the X Men uh, Days of Future Past, and um, it was very good. Um, even though it wasn't that original, it was actually the storyline was very close to the Terminator uh, storyline. But um, other than that. It was very, very good. I was really, I, th- I, th- I thought it was one of the best X Men movies. Um, I wasn't a fan of the first three. Yeah, well, the only those ones. I like this one the best. Um, I, mean, I wasn't a fan of Hugh Jackman because I felt like he was too pretty to play Wolverine, but he's definitely filled that role um, better than expected or anyone else could probably do. And, um, and in this in this movie, you know, it Brian Singer basically ties uh, the trilogy together. You know, with the third, Brett Ratner took a different direction with it, and he kind of tied those together and unanswered questions to make a lot of it make sense. And basically, uh, they sent Wolverine back in time to stop. Um, the this agency from capturing uh, Mystique and using her genes to weaponize the Sentinels and to make them basically indestructible, to basically wipe out all the mutants in the future. So it's really cool, awesome movie. I definitely recommend it. There was one scene in particular with Quicksilver, and I don't want to give it away, but it was an awesome awesome scene i haven't seen a a scene that cool in a long time if you aren't an x-men or you know if you don't even think you'll like the movie or didn't like the other movies you should watch it just for this scene it is just really really cool scene and those who've seen it know what i'm talking about and those who will watch it will figure out what i'm talking about so check it out x-men days of future past shink 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 shink